the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of the hit radio show called Black and Right Radio, heard every Saturday from four to seven. And boy, 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 I know we kind of wore um, Pistol Pete and Carlene out yesterday. Um, buckle up, because <laughs> we may wear you out again today. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 I got a couple of messages about the show yesterday, and it was most uh, pretty much positive about what we were discussing um but I, I somebody said well why do you talk about the culture so much i talk about the culture so much because it's the one war that those on the right continuously lose and the culture has dictated everything you see today you want to know why we got 9.3 percent inflation you want to know why we have 97 genders you want to know why um your kids if you're white your kids are being taught that they're evil um, because they were born white. You want to know why these things happen? Because the culture. And the Republican Party and those on the right have not engaged in the one battle that dictates everything. When, coach, when the culture decided to invade politics, politics became the hammer that allowed everything to prosper when it comes to the culture. And if we ever, if we're ever going to change, if we're ever going to change and win, we have to understand these cultural issues that we're fighting, and we don't. We're not. We're not willing to engage in these fights, and it bothers me. It really bothers me, because there was once a point in time in in in, in our day in America where governance meant something. Where it meant something to be a statesman. It meant something to do things that were hard. We had people coming up with ideas to make America great. You know, when I ran for state representative, my slogan was, together, let's make Illinois great. That was my slogan when I ran. But culture tells us that we can't discuss disagreements. Culture has told us that we have to cancel each other because we don't agree with each other. Because what you say, I'm offended by. Somebody said it yesterday. A caller said it. We have these people. They're snowflakes. They melt at the at the at any any heat that that, that that's any heated conversation that's had. People don't want to have them. We we that, that's not America. That's not who we are. That's not how we were founded. Did people forget the Declaration of Independence? Have they forgotten 
That's what I want to know. I mean, I, I have the Declaration of Independence set before me right now. We can't have these. We can't use the language that they've used. And, and, and I just want to read a brief portion of the Declaration of Independence. And these, these, these were edicts to the king of, of Great Britain. This was the United States saying, we are declaring our independence from you. We are these 13 United States. We are the United States. These 13 colonies. We are the United States of America. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by the creator with certain un- unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It didn't say that your life will come out golden. It didn't say that you will become rich in America. It says we government should, should get the heck out of the way and allow you the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That when, here's the part we cannot say today, and I will say it, and I don't care. This we we got to come out of our, our ostrich head, head in the sand, head in the dirt mentality and fight back and push back against the culture that's dominating who we are as Americans. That when any whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. That's what the culture has done. And I'm tired of it. There is no cavalry. Nobody is coming to save America. We are the last great hope for the entirety of the entire world. We need America to continue to be that, that shining city on a hill. Because if we don't, if we don't, we see what's happening across the shores. Do you want that to be America? I don't. I love this country, even with all of its flaws. We've had many flaws, but we fixed them. You know why? Because of the people. The greatest commodity that we have in the United States of America is our people. You, we, the people. And I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of people not understanding the greatness of who we are. That's my soapbox for the day. And I want America greatness America first, America, American greatness. With that said, I got to talk to somebody who believes that culture of the, left, the troublemaker. You ready today? I'm ready. Well, listen, I, it's not that I believe the culture of the left. I acknowledge it's there. See, you use the perfect word. I use it all the time. It's called ostriches. We got a lot of ostriches out there that bury their head in the sand and hope that the danger goes away. And my little exercise in the last two days about race and social issues showed me that I'm right. All white conservatives know how to do is play defense. Defense. Not all. Don't say all. Well, I said, okay, show, show me a white conservative that called yesterday that knew how to go on offense. See, the left is all offense 
every day, all day, all the time. And the only thing that I hear a lot of white conservatives do is play defense. Why we got to talk about race? Why we got to talk about social issues? Well, everything's not about the A lot of them do do that. I agree with that. And everything's not about the Bible and everything's not about the Constitution. Sometimes you have to get... Everything is about the Constitution in the United States of America. Not nowadays. Everything is about the... That's the problem. And okay, but the bottom line is the left doesn't fight by the rules of the Constitution. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand. They hit you every which way and Sunday. Seven days a week. And people need to understand that. You can't just just ignore it, not talk about race, not talk about social issues, and think these people are going to go away. They're not. That's why if you can't even defend yourself against a, a, a regular old Joe like me that really doesn't even subscribe to the ideology of the left, how are you going to truly go up against somebody of the left? These people are academics. These people have master degrees. They got they have bachelor degrees. They they these people aren't playing around. Wait, you know what? You they do have bachelor degrees in BS, right? That's that's exactly what they do. Yeah, but guess what? It's working. They're shaming people and they're beating people across the head with their new phrases and their ideologies like a baseball bat. These HPCs aren't playing. They're turning them out every year. They turn these people out and they're coming after you. Yeah. So 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 miss me with this garbage. Miss me with the nonsense like the old Abraham Lincoln's story about the little black girl holding his hand, taking him to the, the old day ghetto. <laughs> Squalor. Answer, answer me something, John. If, if that guy, Victor, would have brought that to the average black guy, what kind of a response do you think he would have got? They'd have laughed him out of the building. They laughed him out of the building. <laughs> Come on, man. You see, this is, this is what I mean about the detachment. The, uh, what, what do you call it, John, all of the time? Yeah, Which I, one? The, I'd say a lot. You, well, it's it's a word that you use all of the time. It's a detachment, whereas though white people don't understand what black people are talking about, and we, we just keep bumping heads. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a detachment because me and you, we grew up in the inner city. Yeah. All the way different than somebody growing up in Wheaton. I mean, way different than somebody growing up in DuPage County. We grew up in Cook County. I went home to a crack house most of the time. So did I. Okay, so you know, you 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 we dealing with a whole different set of circumstances, dodging bullets. You know, literally dodging bullets. You hear about you know you hear about it before you get out at three fifteen. Remember three fifteen? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we we had to look both ways when we came out of the breezeway. Well, especially if you were you lived in a in an area where there were multiple gangs. Yes. That were warring factions too. You had to yeah. if you go three blocks this way, you with Blackstones this yeah. way, Vice Lords this way, GDs. Now you got to find which way to go home. Sometimes you sneaking down an alley. Right. You know, see, the, a person that grew up good, in... Good point, Robert. A, Go a, a person that grew up in our situation today mm -hmm. would need therapy. Right. But, but Villan, you know, one of the things uh, my, my girl Raquel says a lot about black people, Raquel Mitchell, you know her, right? Yeah. She says black people are not monolithic. Neither are white people. They're, white people are, are not all the same. That's the... And, and see, that what the culture has, has, has driven that wedge in between us is to make it appear as though all white people are all the same. All black people are all the same. They're not. They're not. They're not. I, I've, I, I've, 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 when I moved to the north side of Chicago... I, I, that's when I really started getting into um, meeting white people. And I'm me like, too. everything that my grandfather told me, you know, about white people being the enemy, about white people being evil, I don't see it. Well, you know the difference? Your, grand, your grandfather was different from my grandfather. Now, my father and uncles told me that the white people was going to keep, was going to lynch me if I keep going over the Bridgeview. Right. I went anyway. You went anyway. I went anyway. <laughs> Nothing ever happened. But my grandfather 
is the one that used to sit me down out of all of the grandkids and say, you know what, I understand. Yeah. Times have changed. And I understand why you see white people in the way you do. See, me, I don't have well, a problem. I've, I've come I've come to find out that I'm part white, too. So I'm like Tiger Woods. I can't disconnect my disconnect. father. Disconnect. That's disconnect the word you my, was using. I can't disconnect my That's father's side of being white from my black side. No. But, but the thing about what, what my grandfather said was, I ain't got no problem with white people. No, but that I just, wasn't my grandfather. But my grandfather said, listen, I just only use them for business purposes. That's why I say black people can be racist. Right. My grandfather, J.D. Sanford, I love him. He was a... He taught me a lot about life, but he was a racist SOB. He <laughs> well, really was. Well, I tell you, my great grandfather had a reason to be. But yeah, all all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, is white people need to learn how to look at like somebody like me and you growing up the way we did. Yeah, and instead of being so defensive, learn why certain people have the biases and the outlook on life that they do. Right. Okay. You, you know, I, you said something earlier, and, and I've said this. I say this to people, and I make them, I make them kind of squirm because you know when people say, you know, he's 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 black. Why are you whispering? I call him out. Why are you uh-huh. don't whisper? <laughs> it's okay for you to use these terms. Who told you you can't say these words? Well, they learned how to handcuff themselves. I I think. Yeah, white, white people. Did. But but one of the, what's one of the, who's one of the groups that I think is going to help save America? Oh, you Latinos? No, white males. When they you stop said being, that, yeah, when, you said when that they stop music. being afraid and and, and stop you know kowtowing and, and putting their head in the sand because oh I can't I can't say that I'm uh, this because I can't tell you that I'm 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 very successful because then the people will dox me they'll come out who gives a hell what they're gonna do well they have a lot to lose you don't want to lose everything you got because of a word you don't want to be sued for, you know for some kind of a hate Again, crime and all who, that who did that what what created that environment the culture yeah the culture yeah. You know what? To hell with the culture. Let's bust it up. Okay. That's where I'm at today. Let's bust it up. We want to save America. As somebody said on, on, on Rumble, time for polite politics is over. The polite politics is over. You know, we got a country to save. We got a state to save. We have cities to save. And if you're not willing to do that, get the hell out of the line. I know, I, you know, I don't usually use these type of words, but I'm, I'm, I told you I'm angry. I'm, I'm flustered. I'm frustrated. Because I see and I understand and I know the greatness of America. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson with my friend, my buddy, my pal, the troublemaker. Guys, listen, we're going to have a good show today, I, I do believe. Um, Greg Bishop is going to be joining us at the um, bottom of this hour uh, to discuss the uh, Kankakee judge overturning the Safety Act. Um, I, I, <laughs> you know, that, I think that's going to be a short-lived victory because, um, as I said throughout this election, um, this last election, the judges are the most important race of 2022 and not a lot of people understood that uh, but this is the reason why when you have things like this for, for years for decades Mike Madigan and the Democrats have used the Illinois Supreme Court as their backdrop to that make to, that's where everything goes to die the Illinois Supreme Court and I just wish we we had an opportunity to take over the Illinois Supreme Court and we came up short, so yeah. uh, that's so unfortunate, and I'm, I'm I'm not happy about that. But you know, we we if we 
that's one of the methods of how to take back Illinois. We have to we have to take over the the court system in the state of Illinois. That's the only way that 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 we can begin to do that. Kwame Waru already said it. He announced it right after the ruling. He said he's taking it straight to the Supreme Court. And I wish he would have supported the people instead of the the government, you know, the government in this because I, I this, it's unconstitutional. Uh, uh, and and I hope I hope we can push it to the I mean the, the U.S. Supreme Court because I really do believe it's unconstitutional. Uh, you know, one thing, one thing about yesterday, we didn't even give out the phone number yesterday, and we just there's so many calls that just kept rolling through. And today we have that same problem. Uh, <laughs> if you want to give us a call, give us a call at three one two six four two fifty six hundred. That's three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Let's go to Gladys from Elmhurst. Gladys, welcome to the, the Sean Thompson Show. Yes, hi. I, I am a York Township Republican, Republican Committeeman. Uh-huh. Oh, there's an echo here. Uh, and I agree with everything that Mr. DeVore said. However, I need to make a correction. Go ahead. York Township has 136 precincts, and yes, 28 are empty, but all the precincts were covered. Yeah. So just just to keep the record straight. Yeah, I, I don't think that was um, Thomas DeVore. I believe that was somebody that called in. No, no, it was Thomas DeVore. I wrote it down. Mm, I don't think so, because I don't think Tom would know about the number of people that have filled the... I do believe it. It might have been Kevin from Austin, I believe, from Texas. No. Uh, I'll find out, because Kevin's on the line. We'll we'll, we'll talk to Kevin and, okay, and, and to good. clear that up. Thank you so much for calling, Gladys. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, welcome to the yes, Sean Thompson that was Show. Me. I thought it was you. Yeah, I did go online, and when I look at the website it says 28 vacant so i'm not saying there's not coverage and i get people to walk but if we have everybody in the precinct captain chairs it'll help yeah get the infrastructure in there and i want to comment on your thing as far as you know people have bachelor's degrees master's degrees as you said uh bs is bull s and then ms is more s <laughs> and a phd is piled high and deep yeah just because somebody has a, a Fancy education just knows how to, they know how to walk through the system, write papers, things like that. They may not have practical right uh, education. And Kevin, and Kevin, and that they, that they then go on and to design and 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 build that political system. Those people from the yeah, academia, they, they've taken over the uh, all the cultural institutions. That's right. I did want to say that the more I think a lot of white people are afraid to talk about race. You know, it's the whole white guilt thing. Yeah. And, and the worst thing is, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, that the liberal elites are the most racist people. Yes, yeah, that's true. Soft, that's yes. true. It's the, it's the soft bigotry of low expectations. That's right. Oh, they can't do that. Whereas, if, if, you know, if, if, if I'm out and I'm challenging a black guy, I know him, we get past all that, we talk about ideas. Yeah. And I think if you talk about ideals, no matter what your background, race, things like that, ideas will win. They, they always do. Margaret Thatcher who talked about first you win the argument, then you win the election. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thanks so much for calling us, Kevin. Absolutely. Uh, uh, that, that's that's so true. I don't want to take another call because I know we've got to go to break soon. Um, but, you know, guys, don't be. Maybe we need to take the show on the road and do some town halls and let's, do and, it. let's have some conversation with the people. About you know not not being afraid to to have these hard conversations. Yeah, you know I um you know what Th- that's one of the ha- ways I became a Republican. I I had hard a hard conversation with other Republicans. I mean I was a I was a Democrat. I'm a, I was I'm born and raised Chicago. 
I come up through the daily machine. Remember, it wasn't the Madigan machine. Right. It was the daily machine. Right. I come up through the daily machine. So I was, I, I was taught their way of politics. And when I started having these conversations, guess what changed? How I viewed, how I viewed policy, how I viewed governance, how I, how I viewed who I was. You know what I mean? Cause, I mean, I was a mixed child. Didn't know I was white at the time. I wish I knew that when I was running for office. I didn't know that then. I know that now. So, I mean, I mean, a lot of the thing, things change the, the older you get, the more wiser you get when you start seeing society changing. You, 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 it, it changes you. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're starting to see a lot of black people, not so much coming to the Republican Party, because that, that's still a scarlet letter. They're, they're coming to the idea of conservatism. And that's the fight right now. That, that fight between Republicanism and conservatism. That's a fight. Most, a lot of these people don't want to ever become part of the party, but they want the ide- ideology now. And, that, and, and the Republicans, people who've been in the Republican Party, don't want that. I, that's the Candace Owens and, and things of that nature. I'll tell you one thing. Getting defensive when these conversations come up is not going to help you. Calling me a CPS student, and that's the reason why I don't know yeah. what I what I should know. That's not that's that's alienating a big yeah. segment of black people. All right, um, guy Amish, Stephen Frank, Teresa S. Show. I want I definitely want you S. Show. I'm gonna take you when we come back. E. Show, E. Show. I'm gonna take you when we come back for break. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Who's probably, hopefully he's, he's calm today, not worried about us breaking his show. Uh, as I said yesterday, Mr. Sean Thompson, we're not breaking your show. We're expanding your show, sir. Ta-da! <laughs> I think he'll be okay. But uh, late last night when I was driving home um, from um, hanging out with some people, I got an alert on my phone, and it said that the uh, safety act was reversed and found unconstitutional. I initially thought the entirety of the bill was found unconstitutional, and I came to learn that the no-cash bail provision was deemed unconstitutional. Uh, and, and as soon as I saw that, I said, uh-oh. I'm sure Kwame's going to go and take it to the Illinois Supreme Court. And the Illinois Supreme Court is going to find in the interests of um, Kwame Waru and, 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 and not the people of Illinois. I kind of figured that. Um, and and, and I, I, I got kind of liked what the judge had to say. Um, he's uh, Judge Thomas W. Cunnington. Uh, he says uh, declar- declaratory judgment is proper in this case, and the plaintiffs have met their burden. And I'm reading from my our, our good friend Greg Bishop, who's the uh, associate editor at the Center Square. Um, that they, uh, in the case, and the plaintiffs have met their burden to show that show this court that the Safety Act, as they relate only to the pre-trial release provisions, are facially unconstitutional. Uh, joining us to discuss more of this, and somebody who's in Springfield, in the know, uh, he's also. A um, he works for the Center Square. He's also award-winning broadcast experience, and he hosts the WMAY WMAY morning news feed out of Springfield. Greg Bishop is one of the I'm telling you, you you're probably sir one of the most tireless journalists, and 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 one of the most ethical and straightforward, and somebody that'll give it to you straight and 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 won't lie and, and fluff you. I, and that's one of the things I've always loved about you, Greg. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. 
Well, John, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I, um, you know, all I do is I, I, I give a balanced approach to the news. Uh, and that's what we provide at the centersquare.com. And something that, uh, yeah, it's tireless. My wife thinks maybe I work too much, but <laughs> I think it's important. I think it's important that uh, people of Illinois know what's going on. Yes. Uh, not from a left slant, not from a right slant, but from a taxpayer slant. That's because, right. uh, quite frankly, we're all paying for it. And, and that's how we should do it. But, but talk to us. I mean, this came, this was a late ruling, came out late last night. Um, 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 is Cook County in this, and and what does this mean for the rest of the state of Illinois? Yeah, I think the latest on this is uh, there's a lot of questions that still remain. Uh, we had uh, a news conference this uh, this morning from uh, Leader Jim Durkin, uh, the House Minority Leader, and also Patrick Windhorst, uh, a downstate uh, Republican uh, who both in the Republican caucus have been pushing the back against the the Safety Act in general and the no cash bail provision. Uh, saying that it was unconstitutional. Um, Windhorst said that he expects there to be chaos uh, because of this. Uh, even Jim Rowe, the Kankakee County State's Attorney, says it's only applicable to about 60 or so of the counties that sued, uh, while moving forward, uh, those counties that didn't, uh, they, they can eliminate cash yeah. bail. Uh, but really, the, the ruling was a mixed ruling. Uh, it only impacted the, the no cash bail provision, and the other aspects of it that have already been implemented, various reforms on police, uh, even the body cameras that are going to be required, all of that's remaining intact. Yeah. Uh, the the judge looked at all of the different arguments. I want to say there were like five or six or seven different arguments that uh, the plaintiffs in the case, all of the state's attorneys from across the state, 60 or so that sued. They said that, uh, you know, the, the law violated the single subject rule. Uh, the judge found that that was not the case and sided with the defendants, Amir Aoul, the attorney general, and the, and the state of Illinois. Yeah. Uh, let that uh, stand, uh, but also the, the question of um, if this, uh, 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 you know, violated the state constitution, the judge said it does, right. uh, the cash, the no cash bail provision. So it was a mixed ruling, uh, but ultimately I think the crux of what the main concerns from the state's attorneys and from law enforcement was, uh, was decided yesterday by the Circuit County Court. And shortly after, it was a late night ruling, uh, I was up pretty late reading it and uh, putting together our story, and as we were uh, you know, digesting what, uh, what ultimately the outcome was, uh, the, the statement started pouring in. Uh, Attorney General Saul said they are going to take it to the Supreme Court. Uh, you had uh, Republicans saying that it was a good day for their arguments. Uh, and really, it comes down to this. The judge said that this violated the separation of powers. Uh, it also violated the state constitution. Uh, and he explicitly said in his ruling out of Kankakee County that if the legislature wanted to amend the Constitution, they should have put a question up for voters to determine. And, and you and know this what? gets to an element yes. in the state Constitution about cash bail. It doesn't say cash bail in exactly. the Constitution, but it talks about surety. Yes. And surety bond and bail is something that traditionally has been associated with something of monetary value. And Greg, I, I talked about this during throughout when 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 they were talking about doing this. And, and first of all, I hated that it, it happened to a lame duck session. That tells you a lot about this 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 whole bill. Uh, but I, I said that why isn't this on the ballot? This should have been something that that should have been to, for the people to decide if this is something they want to do. Because the truth of the matter is, the whole bail issue is really it's really a Cook County issue because they didn't provide this system of bail provision. Uh, in Cook County, I know because I'm a former um, uh, sheriff in Kendall County. We had most other 
places already had this in place. They didn't. And so what happens is we continue. Illinois is ruled by Cook County, you know, and, and I think that's the problem when, when you almost all legislation has to go through Cook County uh, in the General Assembly. Isn't there a problem? Because that's one of the reasons why J.B. Pritzker said we have to fix an antiquated criminal justice system. Well, we've been fixing that system for decades now, and and, and, and yet we're still uh, reaping this crime wave that's happening through in Cook County, Winnebago County, down in the East St. Louis metro area. I mean, can we really do you really think this would would fix the problem, especially in a lot of urban areas? You know, that's something I think that uh, voters could have sounded off on, but they weren't given a chance to sound off on. Uh, And the judge indicated that uh, that should have been the approach here. If the legislators wanted to uh, persuade voters to end cash bail, or what proponents say, uh, they don't want poor people who are caught up on low-level offenses to have to linger in jail awaiting uh, a trial. Uh, because everybody's innocent until proven guilty. That's really the crux of what the proponents are saying on this. But the judge, uh, ultimately in his ruling, highlighted a variety of things, uh, unintended consequences that the end of the cash bail is going to lead to. Higher costs for courts. Uh, they're not going to be able to get the money from the, the, the cash bail system. Uh, it's going to be higher costs for sheriffs because they're going to have to use more resources uh, to go out and issue those summonses. Uh, to get people to show up to their court date. Uh, and all of those things are some of the unintended consequences that he spelled out in this, uh, saying that uh, ultimately it's unconstitutional. Now, the next steps here, like you mentioned right off the top, it's going to go to the Illinois Supreme Court, and they're directly appealing. Uh, the Supreme Court is a Democrat-controlled court, uh, and they have been working on policy papers, dealing with the end of cash bail, uh, so that kind of provides a little indication, but uh, we'll see just exactly how those arguments play out when they take this up. Something I don't know quite yet when that happens, but we will definitely be updating this story at thecentersquare.com. Well, I got two issues with the conversation. Number one, I talked about this as well, and I think cash bail is like incentive for judges to get bail because we know people that mess up on bail. They go back to jail, and the judge gives them another bail just higher. But the court system ke- uh, gets to keep that first bail money. So, honestly, if you take the incentive out, now the spotlight is on the judge. And basically, the only thing that we're saying is you don't trust the judges. You don't trust the legal system that the judges are going to keep these violent offenders in jail. And the second thing, the language of you have to be a threat to a specific person. And it, the way it used to be is you're, a threat, changed, to, you're, you're a threat to the whole community. If you commit a crime, well, honestly, you're not a threat to the whole community. You are a threat to that specific person. That's the reason why they put the language in the bill in the first place, because if I live on the north side of Chicago, that that criminal is no threat to me. So so it, that's the two issues I have. Yeah, and, and the judge touched on uh, a little bit on, on the issue of uh, the victims that, uh, that are impacted by crime and people who are accused of crimes. Uh, and that's something else he pointed to in his order. That uh, said that you know victims have have rights in the state constitution, and this does not um, play well to uphold those victims' rights. Uh, so all of yeah. these arguments are going to come back to a head uh, whenever the U.S. Uh, the Illinois Supreme Court rather uh, takes this question up. But you know, again, there were seven, eight different counts, a mixed bag of sorts, uh, with you know the judge saying they didn't violate the single subject rule. 
They didn't yeah. violate the public hearing rule despite it passing in the Illinois Senate at, what, 3 o'clock in the morning? In the morning. Yeah. And then the last hours of the, the House session in Lane Duck in 2021. Uh, so the judge sided with the state on that, saying all that was above board. Yeah, well, but it was really the cash bail issue violating the uh, Illinois Supreme Court or the Illinois Constitution uh, language about cash bail uh, and the victims' rights aspect yeah. as well. Those were the key issues that the judge ruled on the side of the state's attorneys and the sheriffs. Yeah, he's Greg Brett Bishop, associate editor at the Center Square. Uh, he's also a host of the WMAY Morning News feed out of Springfield. Go follow him. He has a great article, Judge Rules, Safety Acts, No Cash Bail Provision, Unconstitutional Appeal Expected. Greg, thanks so much for joining us on the Sean Thompson Show. Anytime, John. I appreciate it. You're the best guy. Uh, you listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Shot Thompson Show. Mr. Pete, come on, man. You know me. I need some Tupac in my life. I need some Biggie Smalls in hey, my man, life. what's wrong with you, too? No, 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 no. I need some Biggie. I need some Pac. I need some, you know. <laughs> you need to be a little versatile. I am. Right. I am. I love country. You know. You're right. You're right. You I love, love country that. music. Country music is one of the greatest form. Blues, jazz, I love it all. That's like you a know? sedative to me, country music. <laughs> oh, man. I'm... Brother, I, I, well, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that in the next hour. I'll hold it for the next hour. All right, I will. Let's go back to the phone lines. Amish Texter, what's up, brother? Uh oh, got you on the Hey, what's up, my brother? You know what you need? You need the gap man in your life. There it is. See, that's what I'm talking Bring about. Those guys. But, anyways, uh, listen, first of all, glad to know that you're the white sheep of the family. <laughs> and, uh, just want to say that just the stupid idiots that are racist. It's from brain. It's from brainwashing. Yeah, and and then the ones that go to college, uh, you know, Des Prager's right. The more you spend time in college, the dumber you get. Yeah, <laughs> and and the white liberals especially. And you know, if we're going to solve this problem, you mentioned white men. It's going to have to be white men and black men. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, the white suburban women with their stupid pumpkin latte voting and the black women are crazy. <laughs> and what they call that virtual signaling signs out in front of their yards. Uh, it's so disgusting. All they want to do is kill babies. Sorry. Hate has no us home. Black and white guys get together. We'll solve the problem. Let's do it. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's, let's do a summit together. How about that? Oh, yeah. I, I need a cigar, too. <laughs> hey, we can go to Sean Thompson's cigar shop for that. Hey, anytime, bro. All right. Thanks, Amish. All right. We'll see you guys. All right, brother. Take it easy. Let's go to Teresa from the Gold Coast. From the Soul Coast to the Gold Coast. Teresa. <laughs> Good afternoon, Don Verlon. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing? What I'm doing all right. He's he's a little subdued Good. today, though. He's he's calmer today. What now? Verlon is so much oh. calmer today. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's going on? What's on your mind? I'm just going to say that people of any color need to take responsibility for themselves. Stop blaming other people. Stop blaming your past. Ignore people telling you that you can't make a better life for yourself because you can. Just do it. That's true. Stop playing the victim card. Make yourself better. The only one you can do that is you. That's right. And I have seen it with my own two eyes. People that came from poverty that had nothing that have an excellent, 
successful life today That's because it. they wanted it bad enough. They were determined. They put the middle finger up to people that said, you can't do it. And they put the middle finger up to the government. They never lived off the government. And they went for it and they got it. That's it. That's it. I mean, that, that's, that's been it. the motto of my life. I mean, that's I've, I, there's nobody that can stop me. I'm the only, this brain that I have in between my two ears is the one thing that stops me from greatness and, and from doing yeah. things, the great things. Nothing else. Nobody else. Nobody in this world can stop me from doing who I am or becoming what that's I want right. to be. Nobody. Thank you so much, um, Teresa. Thanks so much for calling us. Uh, you're listening Thanks. to The Sean Thompson Show, Hour 2, coming up next. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, host of Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. I really love the new 4 to 7 hours. It, it, it gives me a little bit more time to hang out with my kids at home, and it's just like, you know, uh, 4 to 7 is a good time. That's why I like this slot. I think this is the best radio slot to ever have here, that 4 to 7, you're, you know, you get to hang out in the morning, do what you got to do in the afternoon. Come do the set three hours and then go home. You still got your whole day ahead of you. So it's pretty good. What do you think, um, Troublemaker? I love it. Yeah. Uh, Villan, you and I, we've had, I don't know, countless discussions about policing mm-hmm. and police officers. You know, I still think you kind of hate police in some regard, but, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. I think you got a little problem with them. I think you got a B- Barack Obama complex when it comes to, to policing. A better police force makes for a better society. Yeah, uh, how about a better society? Also, we can't. You know, we have I, no, I think, we I think have sometimes. No. I think sometimes we 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 put we 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 give excuses for the the behaviors of of, of the citizenry. Uh, as being a police officer myself, as a city cop and as a Kendall uh, uh, County Sheriff's deputy, um, I think you take up for the and coddle the criminal. Let, a little bit let, let me show you where you're wrong. Go ahead. We as a people, especially black people, have no influence when it comes to the police, just like we have no influence when it comes to the FBI or the CIA. What do you mean these, you don't have any influence? We become we, one. We, we, we Forget that. Uh, everybody can't be a police oh officer. Oh, my God. These are institutions that govern themselves. So better institutions, Wrong. the FBI, if they were doing a little better instead of trying to influence all of these different elections and politics. Well, I, don't, I don't trust the FBI. So, so. Well, well, but I'm just saying all of these institutions CIA, I don't care if it's Chicago public te- uh, teachers, all of these institutions that govern themselves and make up their own rules to, to, so they can have their, whatever kind of a force that they have needs to be better. Do you, a, do you know how many better. police officers have been shot in the line of duty currently in 2022? A lot of them. No. Do you know how many? No, tell me exactly how many. Take a stab at it. Uh, say about shot in the line shot of duty. Shot in the line of duty. I'm going to say 70. Shot in the line of duty. 323 officers have been shot in the line of duty in 2022, 
according to uh, ABC News and the National Fraternal Order of Police. 323. Is that nationwide? Nationwide. Watch this, Philan. That's two, one too many. Mm-hmm. Watch this. How many of them were killed, you think? I say about 30, 35. Try 60. Dumb. 60. Mm. How many were ambushed? Ambushed? Yeah. Oh, ambush. Uh, ambush I'm going to say attack. about 10. I'm going to say 10. Uh, nope. I'm going to allow Sergeant Betsy Bratner-Smith, who's a spokesperson for the National Police Association, to come on and school you about just how tough it is to be a police officer in this new climate where police, and police men and women cannot do their job. Sergeant Betsy, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. No problem. I... I, uh, I'm so honored to be on with you both. Thank you. Thank you. I hear we have a mutual friend somewhere in here. <laughs> I think we have several. Oh, wow. Um, uh, do you mind me, do you mind me, um, which, which department did you work for when you were an officer here? I was a proud member of the Naperville Police Department oh. for 29 years. Oh, amazing. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, been a police trainer for over 20 years and a commentator and and you know i was listening to your discussion and uh we've we've had 124 law enforcement officers shot in ambush style attacks which led to half of those deaths that you talk about and and uh, we even had a police officer shot and killed on christmas eve oh gosh that i mean and and when you look at the, the climate for what it means to be a police officer. I know we just lost um, three uh, officers um, to suicide here in the city of Chicago. Um, mm. Three officers, you know, decided that, you know, whatever they were going through was so much more painful than continuing to live. And you look at the climate that we've built and you see what's happening. You know, the first, the first, everybody wants to blame the officer immediately. Policing is ugly. It's nasty. It does it, nothing about policing is nice. Uh, talk to us about how do we stop this? What steps do we need to take to, to, to alleviate 323 officers shot in line of duty, 60 of them dead? How do we fix this? Mm-hmm. Well, first and foremost, what we have to do is fight the false narrative that somehow American law enforcement is the problem. There's a study that just came out. And of 54 million police citizen contacts this year, we used force in less than 2% of those contacts. So this false narrative that American law enforcement officers are somehow racist thugs gunning down unarmed people is a fantasy, and it's getting cops killed. Amen. Really, since 2014. Can I ask you a question? You know, it, no, I'm sure, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no. Anything. Finish, finish your thought. I, I thought you had paused for a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I believe me. I, I almost <laughs> never pause. But I, I've just <laughs> got to say <laughs> that since 2014, we've had this war on cops, and and uh, one of y'all brought up Barack Obama, who was my senator when I was a police officer. He became our president. He's the one who ramped up this war on cops. <laughs> And it has not stopped since. He said it when we was getting coffee. He said it was Barack Obama did it. Okay, okay, John. Okay, but okay, but let me ask you a question though. Yes, sir. Are you familiar with this case uh, about Ronald Green? He was beaten 
and tased uh, to uh, death. Wait, wait, wait. See, you always start there. Uh, uh, Talk come about on. what happened. He led the police on the high wait, speed Wait, 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 wait. He was beaten oh. and tased to death just because he was driving while black. That's not true. The man was unarmed. And why? And then they tried to lie. Like I always say, the police report is about covering your ass. They tried to lie and say he died in a car accident, but they beat and tased that man to death. That's torture. And all five of those officers finally got indicted for a homicide only because the DOJ came in. Otherwise, they would have covered it up. Oh my so that's God. the type of stuff that black people be talking about. Taking the taking the church, taking the school. Let me let me ask you this. We've had just this year in 2022 uh, over 350 American school teachers arrested for sex crimes, primarily against children. Have you been protesting every teacher in this country? Nope. We have had 250,000 people die of medical mistakes each year in this country. How many hospitals are you protesting? How many doctors are in prison? You cannot vilify 750,000 police officers when one or two police officers make mistakes. Right. But yet we all get vilified. We are all treated like we are Derek Chauvin, that we are criminals, and it's getting us murdered. And worse than that, it is getting our citizens murdered because police officers are leaving this profession and there's no one there to help the people who really need us. And that's another misnomer, too, when you say one or two bad apples to try to downplay it. We just see, seen what happened with Breonna Taylor and the, the DOJ had to get Let into it. Let me tell you about Breonna yeah. Taylor. I happen to be good friends with the sergeant that shot her, John Mattingly. You need to read his book. You need to know the facts of that case. Everything the media talks about with Breonna Taylor is a lie. She was named in that warrant. It wasn't a no-knock warrant. They knocked and announced. Her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, shot John Mattingly and nearly murdered him. And for 14 minutes, he watched Breonna Taylor bleed out. He knew it was the police at the door. And that case has been so incredibly politicized and lied about that you can't even tell the truth. Well, I know there's the, a book called 18 Seconds in the Dark by Sergeant John Mattingly. I got to read it and then let's talk well, about I it. I know the DOJ investigated it for two years, found out a detectives and a regular patrol officer colluded and lied. And that's the reason why these people are being charged. The family just got uh, four million something dollars. The guy you talking about, Kenneth Walker, just got two million dollars because they were found. Well, not they were found. Kenneth Walker was found to be in the right. Bri- Breonna oh Taylor should be alive. No, he wasn't found, found to be in the right. That's Correct. a lie. Correct. Kenneth Walker shot John Mattingly wrongly. It's just that the politics of the case got in the way. And you know what? The officer who shot Brianna Taylor has never been charged with a thing. He didn't do a thing wrong. The two DOJ indictments you're talking about are procedural violations. It has nothing to do with the officers who serve the rightful warrant. Sergeant Betsy, you're going to be my new best friend. I'm telling you, um, I, listen, we, we got to go to break. I think we got about a minute left to go to break. Uh, I, I want to hold you. Can, can you hold over for one more segment? 
I sure can. Be- because because I don't really think people understand the numbers. You know, you can talk about what your feelings are, but the facts, the facts trump your feelings. And when you look at the, the number of interactions that police have with the public, 99.7% of those interactions, it's, it's a peaceful ending. It's the people like Ronald Green who sent the police, which you don't ever want to start at, who sent the police on a high-speed chase. Oh, what, what did you talk about that? Oh, they, they, they stopped him because he's a, a black man driving? That wasn't the reason. They had a, a, a reason to stop him. He chose to run. If he hadn't run, he'd still be alive today. He feared for his life. No, not, don't give me that. He feared for his life. He's not a cop. He's, he's he, not a cop. Black people have an inherent fear Feelings. about police stopping them. They want to get to a safe space where people can see the interaction. Well, you know why? Because the culture has created that. It's a it's a myth. It's a lie. Whose culture? Whose culture created that? Yes. If you're a young African American driver and you are told that the police officer that pulls you over is going to murder you, sure, why wouldn't you be afraid? Why wouldn't you panic? But the problem is is that's a lie. Come on. And people are getting hurt because of it, not just I love cops. Betsy. But young people in this country. Sergeant Betsy, you, I'm telling you, you're going to be my new best friend. And you're going to come on my show on Saturdays that I have black and right because you're going to be my new best friend because you just stump a verlon. Uh, hold the line, um, Sergeant Betsy. We're talking with Sergeant Betsy Bratner. And I'm not saying Bratner Smith. She's a spokesperson for the National Police Association. You're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. You know, Milan, the troublemaker, double teamed me with Phil last night, you know, in their um, Afrocentric stuff. So now I'm getting to to come back and get you back now with the double team from, I think, one of the best spokespersons for the National Police Association. Wait Sergeant a minute. Betsy Smith. Yeah. I got gangbanged by all the callers. Oh, oh, do you really have to use that word? Yes. Yeah, I feel like it. <laughs> Sergeant, listen, I, I, I recall a time. I'm, I'm doing a traffic stop. I'm on Route 52, just uh, west of, I believe it was 47. I get this guy. He's driving like 85, 90 miles an hour in a, in a Mercedes Benz. I pull him over, get up behind him, get up, get out the car, greet my, go to greet him. And the first thing he says is, you just pulled me over because I'm black. I had to step, I took a step back. I looked at my skin color and I said, I might be high yellow, but I'm, I'm black too, sir. So that's not an excuse. So, I mean, now I just told you he's 85 in the 55 mile per hour zone. So I go back up with a written warning because, you know, a written warning gives me an opportunity to say what I want to say. So I give him the written warning. He goes, you just stopped me because I'm driving a Mercedes Benz. I said, so stop using the excuses. I've given you a, a, a warning. I didn't give you a, a, a citation. And then he says, this is Kendall County. You guys are all racist. I said, dude, did you not hear what I just said? I'm black. I may be high yellow, but I'm black. And and he, he, he actually called and then tried to beef on me because he said I was racist. And I've had He's that. A jackass. I've had that happen many times. Uh, and being a, a Kendall County Sheriff's deputy, that people would call me racist. I, you know, why is that? Why do you think that's the first, especially in black communities? Why do you think that's the first level of, of accusation or or, or, or or hit that uh, people in, the, in especially in the urban communities do? 
Well, first of all, let me thank you because I raised my kids in Oswego, Illinois, oh, and yes. uh, I so appreciate you guys. But here's the thing: we have in this society, um, up, we have uplifted being a victim. We have made it a status. So if you can say that I'm a victim of whether it's the police or the school system or politics or whatever, I'm a victim, so you've got to treat me different, you've got to treat me better, and that means I can act any way if I want. So if you're a racist cop and you pull a guy over for going 50 miles over the speed limit, you know, it's called procedural justice. You can't give him a ticket because he's black, and that's obscene, and it's ridiculous. But that's where we're at in society. And that's why the National Police Association is working so hard to fight that false narrative that American law enforcement is the problem. And you know better than I do, nobody hates a bad cop yes. better than the good cop. I, you know what? I saw, I'm a former state legislator. I actually got up on the House floor and made that exact statement you just said. We hate bad cops, and we will do everything we can to make sure that that bad cop does not have our six. Ma'am, Breonna Taylor should be alive today. George Floyd should be alive today. Eric Gartner should be alive today. Castillo should be alive today. All of these people that was killed by these bad cops should be li- alive no, today. No, they, w- they weren't killed by bad cops. And what do they all have in common? Come on. We have a public service announcement at the National Police Association called Comply Now, Complain Later. Yes. Hey, how about if you don't break the law? How about if you don't fight the police? How about if you don't help your ex-boyfriend? Deal drugs and keep the money. Where did Castillo break the law? Where did Castillo break the law? He was with his family and his kids. He stopped. He pulled over. He said, I'm going to reach for my gun card. I do have a gun. I'm going to reach for my gun card. The officer waited. I saw the whole interaction. And then as soon as he reached for his gun card, he blew his head off in front of his wife and kids. Castillo used to feed kids at school. He worked. He had like two different jobs working with yes, kids. Yes, I'm very familiar with the case. And what happened? The police officer yep. was arrested yep. and charged, and a jury decided that he did not commit murder. And again, maybe Philando Castillo's shouldn't have been smoking weed with his girlfriend while driving and Facebook living it, maybe he would have had better reactions oh. if he wasn't so high when he reached for that gun. This is the problem. We have made being a criminal a victim status, and we have to stop it. we got to stop vilifying law enforcement and vilify the criminals. We have got to stop saying it's okay to behave badly. We're just going to blame the police and expect them to solve every social ill this is. It's time to stop because you know what? Citizens are being murdered. They're being carjacked. They're being burglarized. They're being robbed because we have a pro-criminal justice system and we have vilified law enforcement. Sergeant Betsy, you truly are amazing and a god and god's gift because i have been saying that on my show for the last three years three and a half almost now three years uh and Verlon, he never wants to admit to the fact that the chicken i mean the egg came before the chicken in that fact because what happens is if they if all of these people and I, you and i have agreed on castillo i told you that 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 i had issues some issues with that shooting yeah. but but the other ones Verlon, they made an action Cops reacted to the action that they made, and 
if if Floyd is still alive, if Floyd gets in back of the car, right? Yeah. Eric Gardner gets it. He's still alive. If he doesn't say, it ends today, clamps his hand together. I'm not having no more of this. Remember that. If he gets there and just put, lets him put the cuffs on him, he's alive today. Yeah. Right? But, but, yeah, but this lady right here just talked about how the officer was acquitted by a jury of his peers. The charges was dropped against Kendall Walker, or whatever you said his name was, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, because he was in the right. The cops... Down no, he was not in the right. Not in the right. It was dropped because it's been overly politicized. Yep. Again, yep. there's a great book that explains it all with public records and eyewitness testimony, including from Kenneth Walker. It's called 18 Seconds in the Dark by John Mattingly, published by the Daily Wire. It's available on Amazon. Kevin Walker, uh, Kenneth Walker tried to murder a police officer. That's it. John Mattingly, who is the father and grandfather, was just doing his job, uh, and politics got in the way. Sergeant Betsy. Safety we, should not be political. I, amen. Sergeant Betsy, I would love to get that author on the show uh, and, and discuss that book with him. So I'll reach out, I'll reach out to you. Um, thank you so much for out there supporting defending the men and women who walk that thin blue line because most people don't understand I, i've been there i know what it's like i've pulled my weapon I've, I've on three separate occasions i was almost pulling the trigger so i get i understand i know the feelings and the gut and the reactions and the pressures that a, a cop has to face people like Vilan will never know that because he's never put himself in that position people like who, who who come after the cops they'll never know that so i thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, for being out there supporting our men and women who are truly, truly protectors and guardians of, of trying to stop peep the bad guy from taking out the good guy. So thank you so much, uh, Sergeant um, Betsy Bratner-Smith. Thank both of you gentlemen for a wonderful discussion. I really enjoyed it. I love it too. You're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, now, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome back to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, enjoying me some biggie. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Ah, uh, Pistol Pete, that's why you're one of the best ones here, brother. I give you, hey, give you, throw an applause in there for yourself, brother. Throw an applause in there. <laughs> I'm John Anthony, host of Black and Right Radio. Heard every Saturday from 4 to 7. Kicking it with my buddy, my pal, the troublemaker, Verlon Galloway. I just want to say, uh, I read what you said, Greg, from LaGrange. Thank oh, yeah. you. Call back in. Thank, thank you, Greg. I really appreciate that. I we had two back-to-back guests, one at the bottom of the hour, one at the top of the hour. So we, the people that waited, thank you for waiting. But, Greg, please call back. Oh, because he said you were getting, oh, you were getting beat up last night. Hey, I handled myself. <laughs> you did. You actually did. Let's go to Rich from Indian Head Park. Rich, thanks so much for holding the Sean Thompson Show. Rich, you there? Hey, hi, John. I'm uh, here. Hey, what's up, bud? Hi, John. I have a line. How's I have, it going? Uh, I have a couple of uh, quick things. Uh, the first thing is, is I want to wish you and your families, along with Sean and his family, and the whole 560 crew, a uh, healthy and happy new year. Oh, thanks, Thank you. man. Thank you, you. The same to you. Thank you, brother. Same to you as well. And what I would like to say is, you know, in all the conversations, we're always talking about race. Now, uh, John, were you uh, born in the United States? Chicago. I'm black 
Okay. How about how about uh, how about Duran? Were you born in the United States? Yes, I was. You ain't okay. black. <laughs> so we're all, so we're all Amer- so we're all Americans. So the way I look at things is when uh, one group attacks another, it's just Americans attacking other Americans. Yeah. You're not African Americans, and I'm not Italian American. I'm American. Right. That's yeah. the way I look at it. And as far as white privilege goes, everyone that's born in this country has privilege. They all have their freedoms, and they can do whatever they want with that privilege that they were born with. So, just talking about race all the time, I, I really get sick of it. Well, but, but you know what, Rich? Here's a, here, here, I agree with you, because... Valon likes to call me an African-American. I'm not an African-American. I'm an American. I just happen to be black. I was born black. I'm an American. That's who I am. Um, I, I, I think, I think though, you know, what, what, I think what the public doesn't understand, one of the most hated groups of people in the, in the United States of America is the black conservative. You know, I think, I, I, let me say it this way. Black conservatives are hated, but black Republicans are despised. You know, because you can be conservative, but you can't be a black Republican. People don't like you. I want to help you understand something. I have a shirt on okay. right now that says it's OK to be black and right because we're told that we can't be black and have a right of center point of view. And we're ostracized. We're beat down. We're coons. We're Uncle Tom's. We're we're all these these adjectives to describe who we're not. And I think sometimes. And and then and then Republicans don't want to acknowledge that, and I think so. The, what we what we try to do, it's okay to acknowledge that somebody's black, right? But that's where it stops, right? Because my identity is not in my color. It's not in. It's not in that I'm black. My identity is in my God first and foremost. My faith. My faith is everything to me now. That's where I gain it, my identity. But it shouldn't stop in the color of your skin. No, no. What I mean is. That's where who I, I my identity is it that does stop there for me because because I am not my skin color. I'm brave, I'm powerful, I'm I'm smart. I, you know. But see the I pro- understand. I, I agree. See see the problem with Republicans what have I'm is, saying is the, the light that they put you in and the Democrats do it all the time, man. If you don't vote for them, there has to be something wrong with you. But, but all right, yeah, that's true. You, know, you can't have your own opinion. They, they think that you're stupid, that you can't get a license to vote or whatever. But that's, I really get sick of that. That's true, Rich. And I don't know why the black people won't get sick what, of that. Well, listen to me, you're Rich. called stupid. Don't listen to me. <laughs> listen to me, Rich. That what you're saying is true, but the problem with Republicans and a lot of what I found out yesterday and the day before, white people don't know how to talk about race. And you got to stop being scared to acknowledge race. When you when you sit there and, and try to tell a black person, because they, they laugh about us all of the time when we say we want a colorblind society, I see your character, not your color. They really think you're stupid for saying that. They, It's okay to acknowledge that I'm black. I'm not telling you to accept that that's all I am. Right. And I'm not telling you to celebrate that. I'm not telling you to celebrate my color. I'm just telling you and other white people, acknowledge that there's Americans? A, th- that there are well, Americans, what whoever acknowledge that it's a ninety five percent voting block that is, that is black. Acknowledge that that person is black and talk, conversate, yeah. engage, then move on. Yeah, Rich, they, we gotta go. We gotta, they have Rich, to really acknowledge. They Rich. have to acknowledge that you're your own person. Yeah, 
Thanks so much. You for believe call. in what you want to believe in. Yeah, thanks so much for calling. Rich, that was a great, great conversation. Thank you so much. we got to move on to the other callers. Uh, let's go to Glenn from Oakbrook. Glenn, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hi, guys. Well, I hope you're doing well. Yes, how are you? I uh, was listening to your uh, traffic stop when the guy was doing 95 miles an hour. Yes. And when you choose the speed, you choose the outcome. That's right. So, well, you can't choose the outcome as the law, but you can make choices, but you can't choose the outcome. So I would tell that person, grow up. Okay? Wait. It could have been worse. You could have been killed. You could have killed other people. Grow up. He was killed. He was beaten and tased. No, he's talking to- about the guy I stopped. Oh, the, oh, the guy you stopped. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I get what you're right. saying, uh, Glenn. So laws, laws do not make good men. Grow up, take responsibility. That's true. Thanks so much for calling us, Glenn. Uh, we got probably time for one more Mike and Griffith in the Mike and Griffith, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. we got about a minute. Well, I'll be, I'll be quick. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to make Verlon's day, but uh, instead of calling him a troublemaker, I think he's just trouble because I'm going to tell you, <laughs> and understand, I'm a 16-year-old white man who lived in Englewood, so I know what I see. Yeah. And I'll just get to the quick. First of all, your girl, Brian Taylor, was a drug dealer. who was the money girl to get the guys out of jail. He held all the bail money. She was filmed in those neighborhoods multiple times. Nobody other than drug dealers paid $30,000 in cash for a gunner. If you're lying, I'll tell you what. I got $1,000 that says you can't name one neighborhood in the United States that went from all white to all black. That's any good. Your people are committing crimes left and right, and you make every excuse for them. None of them have ever done anything wrong, you're lying. I didn't say you, you, you got to step up and be responsible. I, I didn't say that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't say I nobody did anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, but you go. You gave me something to think about before the show over with. I'm gonna point to a all black neighborhood that's pretty cool. All right. All right. Thanks so much for calling us, Mike. We got to go to break. Uh, appreciate your call, Eduardo Craig, Steve. Hold the line. We'll take you when we get back. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Uh-oh, there he is, Michael. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. Hey, while you're at it, why don't you go and follow all of my social media platforms? I'm on uh, at Black and Right Radio on um, Rumble, YouTube. I just created a new YouTube, uh, Black and Right Radio 2.0. You can search by the handle at Black and Right Radio. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I've finally gotten over 10,000 followers on TikTok. So um, please um, go find find that blind. What happened during the break? Uh, what happened to the break? What happened? Did, did you get stumped on something? You ain't heard. <laughs> hey, man, what you thinking, man? Wait, 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 wait. Why don't you, why don't you enlighten us about what, what you're thinking about? I'm thinking about that neighborhood. I'm trying to find that one neighborhood. I might have to cop to Mike by the end of the show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go to Steve from Schaumburg. Steve, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I just had a quick comment on your previous guest talking about brief accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, with the obvious caveats that millions of officers and millions of people interact every day, like you said, 
and that, you know, nobody has a violent interaction. When it does have the bad interaction, as we see in Chicago, the city's paid out over half a billion dollars in wrongful settlements. Right. And some We've of had some John of them Burge accused of torturing people and yeah. stuff. And you know, people have a legitimate crisis of confidence and belief because even as you said, Anthony, good cops hate bad cops. Yeah. But where the system protects bad cops and hurts good cops, we try to get rid of bad cops. Yeah, but 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 but, but what, what you just said about John Birch, I'm glad. Whatever. They, I won't say what I, I can't say what I want to say because I'm on radio. But you know, um, are there bad apples? Of course, she actually said that. She said that there are bad apples. I believe that. I have called out bad policing on my show. Valon, am I right or wrong? You are, but she said one or two. That's like downplaying it. Yeah, there are bad cops out there in the world. <laughs> and then you got to think about it. One or two is in five hundred million dollars in police settlements. Wait, so wait, hold on. That's but, a lot. But over a year. That's because the leadership in Chicago are cowards. Because guess what? You don't have to. They they shouldn't settle. You know what? They settle on everything because they don't want to have to deal with the with the fallout. Guess what? A lot of those incidents, um, I guarantee you, in the court of law, the, the the CPD would win and the city of Chicago would win. But they don't want to deal with that. They just rather the black eye move on. Nothing to see here. Um, mentality. A lot of these lawsuits. If the people of Chicago stood up and said stop. Stop with just selling with all these cases, because guess what? There are real criminals out there that commit real crimes that uh, 127 ambush cases against police officers nationwide. You know, this stuff happens. But but I get That's to you. But what do you and what stop and no one stopped them and the internal affairs can't do anything about it. Well, no one steps up on the police department to actually confront bad officers. Oh, yes, they do. It's going to keep happening over and over. No, no. See, but see, I've told Valon this time and time again. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Trust me when I tell you this. Trust me when I tell you Just because, because guess what? The cops still got to go out there with the other officers. Just because you don't see it and it's not in the news, trust me. Ba- good cops are calling out the bad cops. Yeah, but that's fair. Yeah, but John, I won't keep you. But I have one last question. Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever reported on an officer for misconduct while you were working? Um, I didn't. I, yeah, actually, when I was in the city of Champaign, this guy wanted me to write a guy for because he spit on the conc- on the, on the pavement, which is it's it's a penalty, it's an ordinance violation, and I wouldn't do it. I said no, I'm not doing that. I uh, and when I was a Kendall County Sheriff. They wanted to write tickets to parents who were sitting, waiting to pick up their kids. You know what I told uh, my I told my superior officer, I am not doing that because that's not what I that's that's not why I became a police officer. I got and I got kicked out of that unit because of it. But it needs to be more transparency. Well, well good for you, man. Good yeah. show, great job, nice job, and uh, you know, have a great night, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, Steve. Take um, we won't be we won't have time to take any more calls. Um, Eduardo, Craig, Mike, I know you guys have been holding for a very long time, uh, but we got to go to break. I, I hate to have you hold on, hold over, but if you're willing to hold over, I'll take you guys in order. And Hugh from Chicago, I'll also take your call um, if you guys are willing to hold, hold on, hold, hold the line. Listen, man, policing is a tough job. And, and, and did you do the shoot or don't shoot at the Freedom Summit, Philan? No. Okay. I'm going to call my buddy. I'm going to call my buddy and get this done. I want to do a day of shoot or no shoot with his um, his information. I mean, with the, the screen that he has to shoot or no shoot and see if, if you pass that test. We'll be right back. Hour three coming up. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Welcome back. Hour three of the Sean Thompson Show. Heard on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, <laughs> of this show today. Sean is... I'm, 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 I'm hoping we did him justice today, Villan. I'm hoping we did Sean uh, Thompson just, justice today and didn't break his show today. We didn't. We don't break. He we didn't, didn't call, so we might not have. We didn't break the show. We didn't go overboard, but still, you know, Sean doesn't like to talk about race. He <laughs> thinks we can solve all the problems through financial means and just exposing <laughs> the corruption. But you know, it doesn't stop there. Got to got to defeat the culture first. Yes. Uh, let's go to Eduardo from Midway. Eduardo, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Thanks Anthony Berline, Happy New Year. Happy Philippe. New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Yes. What's on your mind? Yes, I'm hoping the Safety Act um, goes to the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah. Forget the Illinois Supreme Court. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to go uh, to the Illinois Supreme Court first, and then yeah. it should should it get you know uh, be taken back down, then they can have an opportunity to take it to the Illinois. I mean, the U.S. Supreme Court, hopefully. Yeah, we got a mayor's race coming up in um, February. And all these commercials, we need to run um, full-time and um, make sure that uh, this is pointed out to everybody in Chicagoland because the mayor has a security detail. So in her opinion, the police is more important for her to protect her as opposed to the citizens, yeah. the voters. Yeah. Did you see that Dan Prof um, Twitter post, how he, he laid out what her, how many people she had in it and all that as well? Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, Dan Prof exposed it all. <laughs> That's good. Because, remember, she didn't want to take the Chicago PD um, um, detail. She initially hired her own people. Did you did you recall that? Do you recall that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely, of course. So, I don't know. We'll you see. know what? I, she's not the only mayor. Thanks da- for calling da- Daly was the same. Rom was the same. No, they still took police, the Chicago detail, though. But I'm just saying, they had, they had a pretty good police presence around them i think the only mayor that kind of like was a man of the people that didn't harold. have police around him like that was harold washington, harold washington. i yeah. love harold sorry Quote, guys. my blank is bigger than yours Uh-oh. and the italians i have the biggest blank in chicago ouch she probably does she I, bought it oh gosh come on oh god, god. come on oh, man. man let's go to let's go to craig from mount greenwood craig uh i'm, I'm a little uncomfortable right now but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks for taking my call john no and Vermont. go ahead sir what's okay, on your mind uh, before i make before i make my point because i come from a police family i got a couple of uh retired chicago police officers currently serving chicago police officers and here's the thing they hate, they have something in common. They hate they hate the corrupt cops. There's a small percentage of corrupt cops there, just like there's corrupt uh, doctors and lawyers, everything else. So there, it's a small number. But of that small number, it's got nothing to do with race. It's got to do with self enrichment. Yeah. These are rotten, corrupt scumbags that are. It's about self enrichment, mm-hmm. not race. Mm-hmm. So Veron. You can basically be uh, cheer you up for yourself. It's got nothing. It's got very little to do with race. It's got to do with filling your pockets, put money that you're not entitled to, it and so on. 
Well, Craig, uh, let me All ask right. let me ask you a question. What kind of money did they get put in their pocket for torturing and tasing to death Ronald Green? That wasn't for profit. What what, what was that about? Well, I'm not That's talking not about that. Uh, I understand, but not, not, these cases go all around the United States of America. It's some everywhere. You can I, 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 I'll answer that. That's, that's, that's just like you said about that woman. That's a couple, that's a couple of cases of bad cops. But, but, the, but the, bad, uh, the bad cops, the majority of the bad cops, it's not about race. It's about, it's about self-enrichment, not race. Yeah. You picked a couple of race things, that's, that's outliers. That's true. I, I I definitely agree with you, Craig. I definitely agree with you. Thanks so much for giving us a call, Craig. Oh wait, wait, wait! I, yeah, I, I Twitter, got my point. Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, that's oh. right. Go ahead. Oh. All right, you you got all this information coming out about the um, three-letter agencies paying with taxpayer money to basically take and censure us and they're taking this and they're taking millions and millions of our money to do it. It's a it's a violation of their oath and what they're supposed to be doing. And I want to know if this. Um, House of Representatives that we have now, they need to go after this and there need to be accountability because this is not a small item. They're right. destroying our country with that censorship and, and taking away our free speech. So, Craig, did you listen to the show yesterday? Yes. So I had Congressman Mike Boss on. He he did say that's one of the, the things they're going to do. Um, as soon as they sworn in, that's one of the things they're going to tackle. Um, um, and and did, you, did you hear Elon Musk say this, Craig? I mean, to be totally frank, almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. Is there a conspiracy theory about Twitter that didn't turn out to be true? Uh, so far, they've all turned out to be true, and if not more true than people thought. Think about that. It's so good. It's so good that these truths are coming out. It's unbelievable. It's, it's one of the things that encourages me. I agree. This government collusion with, with, with a, a social media company, that shouldn't happen. So thanks so much for calling us, Craig. Let's go to Hugh from Chicago. Hugh, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. How's it going? Uh, first and foremost, uh, let me say that uh, I started listening to Sean roughly a year ago. I liked his program mainly because he helped expose the truth. He helped expose the truth in the high echelon. Yeah. Where all the control comes from, all the way down to the local level. And insofar as other races, white police, on the police force, oh, of course they are. Yeah. Throughout the entire country. Yep. Okay? Secondly, let me ask you this. I can't recall the kid's name that was shot 21 times while laying on the ground by that, uh, that Chicago police officer. Uh, you guys recall the name? Yeah, um, um... Oh, I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, Jason Van Dyke. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Laquan McDonald. Laquan McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Laquan McDonald. No, you're right, McDonald. So yeah. let me ask you something. When that boy was massacred, right there, while you had probably anywhere from fifteen to twenty other policemen standing around viewing his massacre, yeah, neither one of them apprehended uh, the police officer that did the shooting and arrested him. Were they illegal or were they not? I, I, I'll tell you this: the first two shots was were, 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 in my opinion, uh, uh, legit shoot. Le, 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 the first two were legit. The next fourteen were not, and I've said that time and time again. The first two. My my question is: were they legal or illegal for not arresting officers? Well, you, you, there's no, there will not be an arrest with an officer involved shooting at that moment. 
Um, the police don't make the decision there. They have to investigate that. Um, the decision to arrest at that point and that moment, no, that would never happen. In, in I don't no, know. No, industry. I didn't say. Of course it will never happen. At least it hasn't so far. My question to you, should he have been apprehended and placed under arrest? No. That was my only question. No, no. No, not at that moment, because because remember you got to remember the, the remember it's called the totality of the circumstance. You got to look at the whole case, the whole case, not just that moment. Remember he was he was um, uh, stabbing tires and trying to take off the officers, um, and then he was trying to steal a car, and then and then he started walking. So the totality of that I saw case, the kid walking away. The kid was walking away with his back okay. all right. to, all right. to the field of police officer. Okay. Did he have a weapon in his hand? Did he have a weapon in his hand? Was he within the 21 foot? Was he within the 15? Wait, 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 hold on, Hugh. Hold on, hold on. Because Velan and, and I have talked about this. Uh, how many times, Velan? Oh, God, countless. Did he have a weapon in his hand? Was he within the 14 foot rule of, of being within 14 feet of, of Jason Van Dyke and the other officers? Remember, it's the totality of the circumstances, not what you just see in front of you. You don't know what Jason saw. You don't know what the other. It was the perspective, the angles that they had. You know, I, I know a lot of people want to make just make these police shootings. You know, oh, the officer shot and killed this guy. Yeah, they did. But, but but there's so much there was so much more happening in real time. You guys are judging it based upon a, a 30 second video. But you know you know John, no, but John you, you know, are. I'm, but John wait a minute. Wait wait one one second. When it went to court, you this is the case that they made. All of those other officers were out there. They didn't feel threatened by whatever 13 foot Well, he was route. the last one to get there. But, right. He, he was the last soon one to as get he there. got right. there, he jumped right. out of the car and he shot the boy down. So what they asked him was... Now, why? you know, I've never made an excuse for that. But, but, but what I'm saying is, the question that they asked in court was, why did you feel so threatened when you just got there, when all of the rest of these officers yeah, was already after here? After the fact. Okay. Right, right. After the fact. Right. Okay, okay. I'm done with this case. It's what? He got arrested. Guess what happened? He got convicted. That's the point, right? Isn't that the point? He yeah, got no, convicted. No, no. Let, let, let me make my point to you. Go ahead. About that. Let me make my point to you about that. All right. Uh, I'm going to put this in there right quick. I got a little insert. Uh, I was 15 years old. Myself and four other friends were just walking down the street one day in the neighborhood. At the time, this was when we were wearing Afro. Remember Afro Pinks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Afro Pinks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay, a police car pulled up to us with two officers and two Caucasian officers. Pulled up, we weren't doing anything, just walking around our business, pulled us over, searched us, uh, took my Afro Pink out of my pocket, beat it up, we and told me, you don't need we this. We got 45 seconds. Away. 45 seconds. Let me, let me give you one other thing. Okay. I was driving 22 years old, uh, Chicago, I mean, uh, Chicago Transit Authority driver, getting out of work about 1 o'clock in the morning. Go to an intersection, and in the intersection, the light turned yellow. Two cops sitting right there on the right side of the intersection park, pulled right behind me, pulled over. Don't be you ran the light. You have to give me a ticket. I ended up getting massacred, beat to death almost by about 25 of Okay. In Chicago, the police system is based on Mayor Daly and how he had it in action. Not anymore. We need to change that. No, no, Hugh. It's still based on, hey, it's Hugh, still based on Hugh, that. Hugh, we got to go to break, but I want you to stay right where you are because I want you to hear what I got to say. 
I became a police officer because I was beaten by Chicago police officers. I, I got the heck beat out of me by Chicago police officers. And you know what I did? Instead of complained, I joined the I joined a police department to show people how policing should be done. That's you want to you want to make the change, be the change. And 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 sometimes all we do is complain about these issues. We'll become an officer, um, um, and uh, help somebody become an officer. We just can't complain about these things. I've been beaten. I've been uh, police officers have, have stopped me when I was a young kid in Chicago. I've been slammed on cars. I've had my clothes taken down. I mean, I've had all these things happen to me in the city of Chicago as a cop. But you know what I did? Instead of becoming a victim, I became the victor and became a police officer and showed people how to police. And 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 I was nominated for officer of the year twice. Because I because I, I took my job seriously and the people around me knew that. And I work with some heck of a good officers. We'll be right back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson show. On AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I throw my hands up in the air sometimes. Saying Show. I'm John Anthony. He's Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. I, I, I hear we got a, a caller on the line that wants to know why I'm no longer a cop. Before, oh yeah, I'm sorry, oh, go ahead, oh, Verlon. Okay. <laughs> I want to keep my credibility intact. It's going to be the third time I had to man up on air. First time was with Sean Anthony, and I, I had to man up about Obamacare. <laughs> the second time was with Dan Prof when I couldn't. Uh, stick up for the Chicago school systems anymore. <laughs> this time is going to be to Mike. I forgot where he was from. Griffin, Indiana. Griffin, Indiana. He uh, challenged me to find out where's a black, all black area <laughs> in Chicago where there's no crime and, you know, or, or very minimum crime. And I tried like hell and I can't find one. So, Mike, you got me. Uh oh. You got me, Mike. You admitting to the wrong people? <laughs> you got me. It's not one. I looked, I tried. Can't find one. <laughs> I even did a phone Wait, bro. Wait, What? What happened? Carly said he already called back and gave himself a pat on the back. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I did a phone bro uh, and everything. I couldn't do it. I couldn't right. find one. All right. So I, I hear there's somebody on the line wants to know why I'm no longer a cop. If you really want to know the full story, you're going to have to buy my book that I'm writing. But I'll tell you this. Um, I fell and tore up my hip. I have three holes in my hip. I was out on work comp. And while I was out on work comp, the position for state representative came came open. I applied for the position to become the next state representative from the 75th district. I got it. Uh, let's just say some people that I work with, the sheriff and, and, and some other people, didn't want me to be a state rep and a sheriff at the same time. Um, if you don't believe me, when I finish with the book, you can buy it. Phil from Blue Island. Welcome. Well, that's a... Uh very sad story. Yeah, I have three I holes in my hip. This reverb. Three holes in my hip to prove it. Oh uh, well, sorry to hear about that. Yeah, but your protection of police is—I um, don't know why I'm getting the reverb. I don't. It's not on us. Um, this must be on you. An echo, or for some reason. Let me see if I can do. This. No, go ahead. We, I, well, I, we can't. Well, hear let it. me just go ahead. We can't um, hear. It. The fact that. Um, um, you protect police at every turn, especially somebody like Laquan McDonald, who we know, uh, I think it was 16 shots. Yeah. Uh, and then you protect the police that were around them for not um, 
I wasn't there. Uh, at least trying to get him to stop shooting. No, I wasn't there. I don't. Uh, I, I don't know why they didn't do it. Uh, I wasn't there. No, I, but so why are you protecting them? W- w- when did I protect them? You know why I'm protecting them? Because I wasn't there. I don't know what was going through their mind. I do. I do recall the video. That a lot of them holding up. You know, just watching and staring, looking the other way. Uh, I don't know why they didn't stop them. I wasn't there. So, so why are you what? protecting them? How did I protect them? Explain. Well, why are you coming? Why are you? Why are you giving them aid? Why are you giving them comfort? I, I I'm trying to figure out where I gave them comfort or aid. I'm just explaining. Because the I, wait, brother no, no, was wait, just time, acting. Out, time out. I'm I'm trying to explain something that I know and have personal experience with. You don't. Verlon doesn't. Hugh doesn't. Uh, I actually do have experience being a police officer. You don't think we have experience with encounters with the police? I've had them both. Now what? Okay, so we also have had encounters with the police. Yeah, but have you ever been a police? Have you ever had to draw a gun on I've been, an individual? I've been, no, no, no. I've been As, a military no, police. But, but, but okay, again, on a, on, on, on a civilian in, in a civilian setting, have you ever had to draw a weapon and tell somebody to, to, to obey the commands that you are giving out? No, you have okay, not. Okay, see, this is why you're incapable of being partial when oh, it comes to police wow. uh, activity. Well, wow, I have not always been a cop. You're protect them at every turn. Yeah, you know why? You know why I'm going to protect them? Because 323 of them have been shot and killed. I mean, shot in the, in the line of duty. 60 of them have been shot and killed. Uh, 124 of them have been ambushed by criminals. That's why. I don't, I don't protect. Okay. Listen, I don't protect the bad apples. I protect the men and women that are out there every single day trying to figure out how to make the communities that they protect um, uh, work. That's who I protect. What's your I numbers? Protect the, 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 what's your the numbers on the bad cop? Officers. Who? Give what's me your an numbers example. on the bad cop? No, you give me an example of a bad cop. No, 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 no. You got all the numbers on the on the good cops. What's the numbers on the bad cop? Wait, I, I'm, I'm. What do you mean numbers? I'm. What, what are you trying to the say? The numbers of of the, those who are committing crimes, those that are that are well, taking I, money from dope dealers, those that are uh, uh, killing unarmed black people, those are that are beating you. Like you uh, said, you were beaten down. I, I was. And, and t- your clothes was taken off and all this stuff. Yeah. What are those numbers? I, I don't know those numbers because you know what? People, Why don't you? Guess what? They don't measure those numbers. They do measure the cops that, that they, you know what they do measure? The number of interactions that cops have with the public. Oh, uh, I believe, what, what was that number, Verlon? 60-something million? No, 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 no. It was... 358 million. Million. And out of those 350 some million interactions with the public, 99.7% from the Washington Post. They they keep track. Washington Post keeps track of how many people police how many officer involved shootings. They show the racial makeup and did you know? More white people, more white people are shot and killed by police officers than blacks. Did you know? Yeah, that? I know that, but but but, but do you look at the the population um is still when it comes to blacks we're still overly represented because we're doing most of the crime the phil police. we're doing most of the crime that's why wait, 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 so with, so again, 13, again now you go population. to making the victim the perpetrator so because that's y'all thing y'all y'all doing most of the crime no wait a minute wait a minute when you're overly pot when you're overly policed compared to other areas yeah, they're gonna say, "Oh, we're where you're doing most of the crime." Are so you s- you're making the, the victim the perpetrator. Oh my God! So, so Phil. Oh God, Phil, Phil, are you listening to yourself, brother? 
Are you really I listening? listening. To- no, no, no. I don't have to listen to myself because I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Wrong. I don't. Then I, 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 I'm like. I know you don't. It's, I confess. It's clear. I confess. You I don't. and your producer well, has no idea. Well, I, I, I only, I only He's have a jackass. Yeah, I've see, only wait, see, wait, wait, your producer. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, Phil. Hold on, Phil. Listen, I've only been a police officer. I've only been uh, a sheriff deputy. I've only been a state legislator who who set out to do good work as far as criminal justice reform, police reform. So to tell me that I I don't know, I know the numbers. I see the numbers. I've I've I've, I've tried to correct what where the where we've we've got it gotten it wrong. So to tell me that I don't know, I don't. Uh, that ain't happening here, bruh. Ain't happening. You listen to Sean. Hold the, hold the line. We listen to Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back. Dumbass. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM five sixty. The answer. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my buddy, the troublemaker, Valon Galloway. Uh, I, I would hope the people that are, that are holding the line, what you will hold. I, I have to take a guess. A good friend of mine, I served with him in the Illinois General Assembly. Uh, he's also a lobbyist for the Illinois State Rifle Association, uh, Mr. Ed Sullivan. Ed, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Thanks you for having buddy? me. I certainly appreciate it. Okay, Ed, I, I, you know, you and I, we, we were the two top gun negotiators in the House. And yep. we said a long time ago, they were coming for your guns. They do it. They, 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 you know, one thing about the left, they're incremental in their approach. They will take a country mile. They will take inches. They'll take whatever you give them until they come to a bill like House Bill 5855. Ed, explain what House Bill 5855 will do to gun owners and why it's important that Illinoisans fight back against it. Well, you're, you're exactly right. Um, we have seen the incremental approach the entire time. Even in the hearings on um, 58-55, they even said, well, this is just the beginning. More will come. Hmm. And so we're going we're gonna to take them at their word. Wow. Wow. So 58-55... Um, the effective date is the governor's signature. The, the one that will affect most people is a, um, it's a ban on manufacturing, delivering, selling, purchase, or possession of large capacity magazines. So what they mean by that is anything over 10 rounds. So if you bought, you know, just about any kind of handgun, you have magazine greater than 10. So that will affect the most people. Yeah, yeah. Upon the governor's signature, two of these magazines or more, you're a class two felon. Immediately. You don't get to grandfather these in. Um, you know, so it, it, it's in essence, it's a taking of your, of your property. Yeah. Uh, the secondary larger portion is um, no longer can produce possess, sell what they call assault weapons. Right. And it's a very generic term, of course. It has no relationship to the actual weapon. Hey, Eddie, I, I, I got a problem I got with it. 
how can yeah. they ban an 18 to 20 year old from attaining um, something I already think is unconstitutional, the FOIA card? And the Constitution does not have an age limit on the Second Amendment, right? <laughs> That's a right. You're born with the right to have so the, a weapon. Yeah, the, the third largest piece of this legislation is they, in essence, ban 18 to 21 year olds, or below 21, I should say, um, from having what we consider is a infringement of our constitutional rights, the Floyd card. Right. Yeah, I mean, so think about the kid that moved out of his home, or maybe his parents, you know, kicked him out of the home, or her, on their own. Right. How do they protect themselves? They, right. they can no longer They can no longer get a firearm because they can't get a Floyd card. Um, we believe that's unconstitutional. We believe this entire bill... After of whatever GPAC, you know, gun violence prevention pack wanted in a bill, um, you know, part of me would love to pass this thing because it's the easiest to knock down um, constitutional. Yeah. But, it, of course, we're not going to do that. We're going to fight it. Eddie, nail. Is, is there a pattern here? Safety Act, unconstitutional. Um, now this gun, w- w- coming after our guns, which I would think, I think will be deemed unconstitutional, uh, is there a pattern happening because there's really no there's no opposition to uh, those in the House and in the Senate? I mean, they have every form of government. There's a super majority in, in, in every everywhere you go. Right. Well, one would think that they could pass this fairly easily, especially going into the 103rd General Assembly. So the next General Assembly. Um, but the reality is. So on this bill, the House didn't work with the Senate. Mm. So there's. There's turmoil there right now. Um, but beyond that, when you talk about minority caucuses and this, the discussion of, you know, gun laws being racist right. inherently, right. Uh, that is causing problems within the minority caucuses, um, specifically this magazine ban that turns you into a felon. Right. That's a good, that's so, a good guy. Yeah, I, I, I think there's areas to go after this. Yeah. So h- h- how do people... What should people do who are listening to the show? What should they do? Um, you know, I, you, you hear people say contact um, Springfield, but shouldn't it be more specific? Contact the person that who represents you. Get as many people as you know that, that live around you to contact your specific state senator and your specific state representative, correct? Yeah, I, so, you know, you and I served in the House together. We know that. In general, you have your ideas and what you get elected on and so forth. But if there's a specific issue and hundreds and hundreds of people call you and say, hey, don't vote for that, yeah. that that can sway you because as a legislator, that's what you should be doing. You should be listening to the folks that you represent. So I, I, I think, yes, the, the best thing is that. The next is to um, donate to groups that are going to fight this. Yeah, um, There's various groups out there that have um, legal assistance funds that – we're going to have to take the support because I think something eventually will pass. Yeah. And that group is what one of the groups you represent, the Illinois State Rifle Association, correct? Sure, sure. And, you know, listen, obviously I'm, you know, <laughs> my client and it's something I believe in and I'd love for people. And I, a small plug, our assistance fund is um, tax deductible because it's a 501c3. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's good. that's that's yeah. pretty cool. It's tax deductible, so that I mean you're 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 maintaining your rights and you're giving to a good cause. Correct. You Correct. know. 
what do you think the outcome of this is going to be? Because I, I, I can't see anybody north, south of 80 voting for this if they, if they have a D in front of their name. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you're going to get some folks that represent Champaign or some other areas. Oh, yeah, areas I forgot that, about that area. You know, probably will vote for it. Um, I don't think the bill that you see today is going to be the end product. Um, as I said, it's probably the easiest to fight in the courts. But uh, I think you'll probably see them separate this bill into multiple bills, and this will be a next General Assembly discussion. Wow. Well, I hope they don't do anything in the lame duck session. I mean, we did. it's been proven, you know, lame duck session bills um, normally become a nightmare for the Democrat Party because <laughs> they rushed everything yeah, through. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, certainly. I mean, we've seen it in all the things that have been declared unconstitutional as it is. Yeah. You know, you might see this bill pass out of the House in deference to Representative Morgan and some of the folks. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you do not include the Senate in any of these negotiations, yeah, yeah. it doesn't tend to work well. That's a problem. Um, Representative, uh, where can people go to, 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 to support the cause of ISRA? You know, our website has everything on it, how to get involved and so forth. Um, we send out, I mean, if, if you join ISRA, we will send you email alerts every week, um, especially as we move forward on this, because this is, this is the biggest attack on the Second Amendment um, that I've seen in the 20 years I've been involved with politics. Yeah. And, and Rep, we got about 30 seconds. And, and, and the whole yep. thing is, if you have AR-15s, you know, not assault, rif- assault rifle 15, but armor light 15, if you have one of these weapons, are they looking to you to register it if you have one? Yep. So that's the thing. I mean, they will ask you to register them. When New York and New Jersey had a similar program like this, they had about 15% compliance rate. What, wow. what are you going to do? That, Arrest a million gun owners in, yeah. in Illinois? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see some sheriff's deputies, I mean, sheriffs uh, abiding by that at all. Right, no. And, you know, there's 72 counties that are 2A sanctuary counties. Yep. They're not even going to enforce this. I agree. I so agree. so who, gets, who, who gets whacked by this? Black and brown communities. Yep, in Chicago. You know, that's the racist nature that we're talking about. Wow. Wow. Yep. Rep- Representative Ed Sullivan, also lobbyist for the Illinois State Rifle Association. Thank you so much for call- uh, joining us on the Sean Thompson Show. You still owe me a, a, a sit-down at m- on my show on a Saturday. You know, I haven't forgotten. I'm I'm all for it, buddy. You're my guy. <laughs> I know. I love you, buddy. Um, Ed right. Sullivan, um, lobbyist for the Illinois State Rifle Association. Thank you so much for joining the Sean Thompson Show. Yep. We'll be right back. Hey. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I want to go straight to the phone lines because um, these pro-police and police officers have been holding uh, for quite some time. Let's go to Kirk from Brookfield. Kirk, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, I just want to say thanks for you backing us right now. That's fantastic uh, what you're doing. I've got 30 years in, and uh, we'll be coming to an end. And I see the officers nowadays scared to death of what's happening, and it's just it's a shame. They're afraid to do anything. Uh, I've led a SWAT team, and uh, I see how we got SWAT officers in Chicago wasted protecting Lori Lightfoot. Mm So without you going out there and fighting the good fight for us, uh, the the morale is just going down the toilet. So thank you uh, for what you're doing. 
and working on the radio, and we've got to figure a way to uh, help the African-American community. Everyone I talk to says we got to get the fathers for the kids involved, yeah. and yeah. I hope you're able to push that, hey, sir. Kurt, thank you so much for, for your almost 30 years in law enforcement. Um, I, I, I really hope you, you have a good retirement, and I hope you don't stop giving back to the law enforcement field. And uh, if you don't, um, I, my show is actually every Saturday called Black and Right uh, from 4 to 7 p.m. I'd love for you to go and follow all of my social media platforms so you can, you can keep in touch. And, and no matter what the, the fields of Blue Island say, um, you and I both know good cops hate bad cops. And just because they, it's not part of the news cycle, good cops are coming down hard on bad cops. You and I both know that, correct? You bet. I've had the pleasure of training uh, many local, national, and even officers from uh, as far away as Brazil and Canada, and nothing's more credible when one of them comes back and says something I taught them helped save a life, and we just got to keep our our brothers and sisters alive out there because there's too much in the media that wants to villainize. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for calling the Sean Thompson Show, Kurt, and um, many blessings, and um, stay safe out there, brother. Thank you, sir. All right, bye. Let's go to Robert from um, Bloomingdale. Robert, we got about a minute, a minute and a half left. Go. Okay. Overpaid, under, excuse me, underpaid, overworked, no help from the city of Chicago. These police officers, best they do every day, they get up, put their job on the line, their necks on the line. We need to support the police by promoting no on this um Bill that's going that this the got criminals out back on the street with slaps on the wrist is yeah. ridiculous and basically more respect for police officers. What do you think? I agree. Thank Robert. Thank you. We we we're running up against a break. Thank you so much for calling. Let's go to Patrick from Schaumburg. Patrick, we got about uh, thirty. We got about thirty-five seconds. Go. Hey, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, so I'm not naive. When Phil says that certain neighbors are over policed. Police are in those neighborhoods because that's where the crime is. Yep. Broken windows. Yep. The broken windows. Go right after that. the crime, and whose lives does it save? Yeah. The people who live in those neighborhoods. That's right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You're that's, not over policed. That's right. You're well, well, guess what? Chicago's definitely not over policed. They they don't have enough officers to respond to calls. We had a call on here for, who's a fireman. Firemen have been responding to police calls. That should not happen in the city of Chicago or any city as it pertains to the police. Guys, I want thank you so much for calling, Patrick. I want you guys to have a, a very great, prosperous, and happy new year. Valon, thank you. You're Pistol welcome, brother. Pete, thank you. Carlene, thank you. You guys make this job easy. Have a happy new year, everybody. See you next time. See you next year. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.